Dane, is it possible for you to run a, a stopwatch? To run a stopwatch? Yep. Uh, yes. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and run the uh, entire intro and I need to try and get it done in 30 seconds. Do you think you can tie me to 30 seconds? All good. Count me in, bro. Just count me in. I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. I think I can do it. Okay. Three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Joe. I'm Dane. And this is a podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. That includes filmmakers, actors, studios, fucking franchises, anything you can think of. Basically, what I do is I put a bunch of math into a spreadsheet. That includes Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Metacritic, the box office, the budget. I put it all in a spreadsheet. I do a bit of wibbly, wobbly, doubly, wobbly. And uh, that determines the best and worst of the certain topic. What did we watch this week, Dane? We watched V for Vendetta. Cool. So specifically, we watched the best and worst of Alan Moore. Okay, how long did that take? That was 30. That was intense. (laughs) I thought you were just going to try to like cut down what you say, not just speak really fast. No, I was just going to speak really quickly. That's (laughs) (laughs) what I say is very important, Dane. Otherwise, how are people meant to know what the fuck this is? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I didn't think anyone would care. See, but the thing is, what if we say we do math and then mm. we don't do it? Yeah, you have to run... Are we frauds? Uh, yeah, you have to run everyone through the, 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 the system. Yeah, because we could just be charlatans. Yeah. And the last thing I want is to be sh- a charlatan. Could just know? be selling snake oil. No, yeah, like, <laughs> we do math, but not, you know. I feel like I feel like we owe at least ourselves. I would not be able to sleep at night if I, if we weren't doing the honest thing. Yeah. You know. Which is which is real math, which real I know math. that you do because it I don't understand it. I I was actually considering it and before we get too into it, I'd like to run past you. What would you think if I actually got a mathematician on the show? Oh yeah, that would be cool. And you know, I'd love to if, talk to that guy. <laughs> of of all the people, you know, like we could talk to fellow film enthusiasts, filmmakers. I think <laughs> the most important thing is to talk to a mathematician. You know what I mean? Like to make sure yeah. that what we're doing is right. Yeah. Because you know, that would I I would I the the last thing I want is to someone to actually do the math and to tell me i'm lying <laughs> we could get a we could get a team of them on like a whole fucking board of scientists to to verify the legitimacy of but the, the become, movie butt system but then it would become an, uh, a debate between is it better to use the olive oil machine or the brains trust and i don't know about you but i much prefer putting my faith in technology <laughs> yeah <laughs> than, I, than i do in a human brain oh fuck yeah. anyway <laughs> thanks for thanks for dealing with that guys the the topic was alan moore um for those who are unfamiliar or specifically theatrical releases of alan moore films um for those who are unfamiliar he was a, he's a comic book writer um who mainly worked for vertigo is that right the subsidiary of dc that was a bit edgier yeah that's mainly where he worked did some independent stuff did a did one batman um, if you're a comic book fan, I think, I think it's hard to meet a comic book fan that isn't at least aware of who this guy is. Right. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. He's, he's, like the... he's, he's up there with like Frank Miller and the likes. Like I think even people who, who haven't read many comic books know Alan Moore. Yeah, or at least you've heard name. of The Killing Joke. Yeah, at least you, you know the name. Or you know Watchmen. Yeah. You know, so, if, yeah. If, if you say the name Alan Moore and people don't know, you just say like, oh, Watchmen. And they'll go, oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, V for Vendetta. Yeah. So basically, uh, he had a bunch of his films turned into, sorry, films, fucking comic books turned into movies, which is a controversial point for him because he seems to fucking despise that they exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, they're, they're fucked. Like, you know, it's, it's understandable as to why he doesn't like the idea of a, of a, a, uh, one of his films being made. Um, so when the math came in, the, the best was V for Vendetta. It has an overwhelming positive audience response. Critical response was a bit more 75 out of a hundred sort of thing. Like not thinking it's great, but thinking it was pretty good, but audiences specifically love this film. More um, than, cause I, I want to know, cause I thought we were going to be watching Watchmen. Yeah, so it's it's it was actually about a solid on IMDb. It's a solid point ahead of um, uh, Watchmen, right. and in terms of Rotten Tomatoes, I think if I remember correctly, Watchmen had about a seventy five percent approval rating. This has a ninety percent approval rating for audiences. Really? And yeah, so this one, when it comes to audiences, is superior. However, you're you were quite in, uh, you know. Uh, conscious of the close number two because the only two that really were in, cons- in consideration for the best spot was um was watchman and v for vendetta however just uh overall just in the small categories it was slightly higher than watchman so we ended up watching v for vendetta um and the worst oh god uh we'll talk about that another time um yeah uh would you, would you like to give us a plot description for V for Vendetta? So V for Vendetta is set in a dystopian future, 2035, I believe, um, England, or specifically London. Um, basically, the, 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 the ruling body of England is kind of like a neo-Nazi sort of type Fascists. thing. Yeah, they're fascists and they they have Nazi looking shit, but you know, whatever. So they're basically it's a it's a fascist run government. It's it's a bit like nineteen eighty five where it's just there's curfews and constant surveillance. Um and there is a dude who goes by V who is is he he's at, he's out to get him. And there's a there's a woman named Evie played by Natalie Portman who encounters V one night um, because he's blowing up a building and they become friends. Not really, but (laughs) anyway, the film just follows V and Evie and a few other characters um, leading up to the 5th of November, the following year where V plans to demolish the, parliament house um in order to beat the fascists 
Yeah, he, is that kind of it? That's pretty much it. You know, that there's a there's a bit more of a subplot of you know, um, it really does go into a lot of like literal um, parallels to you know the Nazi regime. Like it goes into chemical testing and concentration camps and oppression, and it really yeah. does talk about those sort of things. But as sim- simply put it, it's about a guy who says in a year he will blow up Parliament. And it's about him pretty much trying to undermine that government in the year leading up to it and get revenge for being pretty much a, an Auschwitz survivor. You know, that's kind of yeah. what, it, what it's, it's kind of weird. Who would you say is the main character? Uh, Evie. Do you think that she's on screen more than the detective? Yeah, it's again, it's 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 almost like a it's like almost like a triple header. Mm. Um you kind of it's there is no clear protagonist and that's something that i think could let it down a little bit but yeah it's at least between evie and 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 the detective uh how do you feel about it like do you think it was the detective or natalie Mm, i think that um i haven't read v for vendetta okay that needs to be said so i got you as an expert on Alan yeah. Moore, and I can, you, you let me down. I can only, I can only guess as to who is the main character in the in the in the comic. Who do you think it was in the comic? I assume it's Evie. Yeah, because she seems like she should be the one that we're following the whole film. I yep. mean, like the the detective character is interesting to follow, but I I, I know that this that the, the, the comic is way longer, what like way more dense than the, the film. Well, it's so 10 could, issues. Yeah. So I could understand that in the comic, we have, we have plenty of time to be following the, the detective as well. Mm. But in this, I felt like we should have been following Evie, like the whole thing. Like she should be in almost every scene. It should be about her experience. And we learn about the world through her experience we're with v way too much we're with the detective way too much it's kind of like we, we learn about v through her and we learn about the world through the detective that's kind of where it yeah i'd agree with that that's that's pretty much it and and it can almost be so what i was reading about this that uh alan moore because he's apparently an anarchist mm. but even even what i read about his opinion on what anarch you know being an anarchist is is quite loose He's. Ba- I think he yeah. believes that just political systems are. It's an- we're in anarchy anyway. I think yeah. is kind of what his argument is. So I-, I wouldn't actually call him an anarchist. I think he's just an absurdist, if anything. Um, <laughs> I think he's a magician. Oh God, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about. Th- I think we'll talk about this when we do um, the series of uh, what do you call it? The fucking the series of unfortunate gentlemen or whatever the fuck. <laughs> because because <laughs> I, oh, I you know I don't want to spend the entire time just screaming about that film um but uh so he he said that it it was meant to be about anarchy versus fascism right yeah and that's not what the film is it's kind of like left liberals taking down fascism and i think that's maybe why he had an issue with it because yeah you know his idea ideology that he presented in the in the in the comic isn't presented in the you know in the fucking film it's a different it's 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 a it's a movie 
made by what the right would call snowflakes, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, the the character of V, I think you can argue in the film, it is is somewhat morally ambiguous. I mean, from an audience perspective of, is he the good guy, is he not? But it's, but I think that's still left up to the audience to even have enough sense to ask the question. I mean, he takes Evie, he, he captures Evie at one point and then tricks her into thinking that she's been captured by the fascist government and tortures her until she loses all sense of fear and is willing to die for the cause. And then he reveals that it's actually been a ruse the whole time and he caught her and and has been torturing her. But then she's she's she calls him like a monster and shit, and then she leaves and she's like, "Oh, you're a dick." But in the end, she's like, "Yeah, but," and this is what I feel like the film is getting at is, um, "Yeah, but you know, so I guess sometimes you have to be the bad guy to be the good guy." Yeah. Again, I haven't read V for Vendetta, but I know from interviews with Alan Moore is that V is not meant to be the good guy and it's meant to be much more morally ambiguous in that he says specifically in an interview, is it the question they were asking, is it ever okay to commit an act of violence for the good? And the answer that they came down to was no, it is not. I think that this film says, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a bit, it's, and, and I think that, I don't know how much of it the dialogue is lifted from the um, from the comic, and I think a lot of it is because there's some quite poignant things said that to me scream Alan Moore um, mm. from what limited amounts I've read. Um, but I could see how they could be warped, and I, warped I think is a, is is quite negative, but changed to fit the film what the filmmaker is trying to say. And yeah. at the end of the movie, uh, Evie goes. Um, you know, who uh, the detective goes, who was he? And she goes, he was my mother. He was my father. He was my brother. He was me. He was you. He was everyone. And that statement in itself, in the context of the movie, is talking about, like, good. You know, like, it's it's yeah. much more framed to be a positive than it is. Yeah, and that all the all the bad things he did can be justified. But yeah. again, I haven't read the comic, but I, straight from Alan Moore's mouth, that is not the fucking point. The yeah. point of that shit was that, no, it's never okay to commit an act of violence. You cannot do an act of evil in order to try to uh, do, do something good. Yeah. So, but before we get too deep into the themes and those sort of things... Uh, what did you think of this film? Um, I thought it was pretentious garbage. And um, it's it's clearly trying to adapt way too much material and squeeze it all into a two-hour film. Because yep. uh, it just it just doesn't all it just doesn't all fit in there properly. You just get that vibe from it the whole time and that they're trying to squeeze in. I mean, it's meant to take place over the course of a year and it feels like a, it's it's like a week it does feel like a fucking week i yeah i didn't i it's that's something that kind of dawned on me as you said it then you know i'm like oh wow yeah, yeah. The, the, the the way events are structured that like there's no even and i i hate title cards that are like one month later 
Yeah. But maybe this could have benefited from something like that to kind of help us realize the t- the scope of things. All of a sudden, it's just November 5th. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. That's that's the least you can do. So you, you thought it was pretentious. So I'm guessing you didn't like this film at all. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I, if some positive things to say is, um, uh, I didn't, I, I, I thought the, the, the lighting was mostly nice. Yep. It, and the, um, Hugo weaving is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Fry is quite good. Yep. Natalie Portman is rubbish as usual. And I, everyone else doesn't get the opportunity to display any credible acting. I think his name's Stephen Ray, the detective. I thought the detective did pretty well as well. The detective? Yeah. Um, I quite like the detective. Yeah, he was okay. But then yeah. everyone else doesn't get an opportunity to give a good performance because their characters are just... They're fucking caricatures. They're so I, over the top. I think. I think my my enjoyment i i think when it comes to performances i think it was quite blaringly obvious that natalie portman was a bit out of her depth um and i feel sorry for her because you know looking at the director um john mctire i can't remember his name but he's an aussie dude um Mm. he uh second assistant director for the wachowskis Mm. um this is his debut feature debut um, I think potentially with a more experienced director, maybe she could have done a bit better mm. with this role. Like, but I also, hey, maybe with, a, maybe with a better actor, he could have done a better job as a director also. I mean, I guess just so. don't, just don't I, cast Natalie Portman. She's fucking rubbish. Just don't cast her. Let uh, her go. I don't Throw think I hate her as much as you do. Natalie Portman? Yeah, I don't think I hate Natalie oh, Portman. Every time she shows up, I'm like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, what I can tell that he's a visual filmmaker because you're saying the, you like the lighting. I thought almost all of the cinematography, except for when this, the fight scenes got really tacky, I thought the cinematography was on point. Yeah. I thought visually this film was fucking beautiful. And for me it it helped me along the way. I I have a moral I have a a uh I don't know what the right word is, but I have a philosophy when it comes to remakes. Mm. Um I believe that once a film a film shouldn't feel obligated to be honest to the text. I mm-hmm. think that if a filmmaker sees something and decides to do something different, they should um, mm. because it's a different art form. Um, yep. You know, inspiration is different. The director isn't fucking Alan Moore. If Alan Moore directed it, then I would be expecting, you know, fucking what the comic is. I so, agree. And that's what I think. That's where I think it it, it, it it completely comes undone is because they're trying to adapt this like expansive comic book into a two hour film. And they're trying to just cram everything in there, which means it's just, just nonsense. Nothing makes sense. So I'm going to quickly say here, I like this film. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the entire time expecting, like I was in defensive mode. You know, this is a film I haven't seen since I, 2006 2007 and my opinions back then mean shit Mm -hmm. like they're 
you know, nothing I liked back then is valid until I watch it again and, you know, reassess after having life experience. Did you like it back then? I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like it back then. Um, I like it more now um, than I did then. Um, simply put it, I like action sequences. Mm. Um, and I thought the action back then was pretty cool. Um, you know, I thought it was quippy and I like quippy, you know, I'm like uh, around that time I was really into like reservoir dogs and, you know, snappy dialogue and all these things, you know, I thought were awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought for a superhero movie, quote unquote, that this film tried to say something and I give points for effort. Um, personally, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather watch someone try and mm. maybe not hit the bullseye mm-hmm. with something, trying to say something or at least believe in something than yeah. watching Thor hit Loki with a hammer for the fifth time. I think this film deserves respect for at least, even if it's not the agenda that Alan Moore had, at least yeah. taking it and going, this in the context of my experience, this in the context of the Bush era, this in the context of, you know, I guess, again, I, I, I'm i assuming it's hating on alt-right, you know? Um, this well, wasn't it? That wasn't really a, that wasn't really a thing back then. I think it was, um, it was more shitting on just, just the right, just, um, you know, uh, conservatism. It's basically that those, uh, John Hurt, is that yeah. his name? I think he's meant to be George Bush, basically. I got Hitler. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, right. You but know, I think like, it's saying Bush is Hitler. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't get as, so, you know, the, and, and this is where my, my, my point of view might be skewed by reading, um, reading, uh, Alan Moore's opinions. He said that they didn't even have the balls to set it in the country that they're talking about. Yeah. And do you really, what, what parallels do you see to Bush? What do you mean? Um, So if, if, if you're saying it's Bush, I'm just, you know, what parallels do you see John Hurt to have with Bush? Uh, I'm saying it's Bush because of the era that it was set in, but also, um, that was around the time where they were doing mass surveillance on their own people. Yep. Uh, I, I guess that's pretty much it. And I mean, like, the government in this film unleashes the... the So, the, so they unleash a, a virus, which is what makes everyone say, like, uh, hey, we need to vote this fascist government in because we're all scared and they'll protect us. Yeah. Um. I don't want to get into 9-11 conspiracies, Bush did 9-11 or anything like that. But whether he did or didn't, 9-11 was used um, of in, in that way. And, and in this, like, they have a, a biological thing that happens and then they, they vote in this fascist well, government. All the terrorist attacks, even the things that V does is turned into propaganda for their government. Yeah. You know, like, oh, V did this and, oh, thank God we stopped V and like, it, it you know, everything is, yeah. you know, I guess. And I think that their British news network or whatever they call it in that, I, that's, that to me is, is Fox. Um, Fox News. <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah. get that. Um, Again, like, I, I, I understand the parallels. I think it's, I think it's less of an anti-right agenda than it is, I guess, a left agenda. 
and talking about how all these kind of things are bad, not not mm. specifically the right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like for me, I, I thought it was good that at least they're trying to use, you know, tell something from their heart, I guess. Um, and they found something that at least they felt had parallels to it. Um, I have, I have issues with this film. Um, Natalie Portman is one. I, I wish she was better. Um, and again, she is one of our perspectives in this fucking film. And also I feel that the ending, I don't understand what they're getting at with the ending. Like not, not necessarily like him destroying parliament and, you know, happily ever after anarchy. Yay. You know, down with the government more that more that like, I don't understand why he goes to the meeting. Mm. Like what's the, the, like for me, that seems like plot, not story. Like he has to go and meet with these bad guys because he needs to die rather than tell the story. I think he was going there for vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. To kill I, that guy because, um, again, like I, I don't know. Cause like to me, the character of V, what should become obvious with him is that it's n- not about the freedom of the people it's about him getting his revenge and his revenge comes in the form of freeing the people he wants to free the people as a form of revenge against the people that did this to him not because he thinks it's the right thing to do he that probably would be more obvious in the comic yeah in this he does have it's vague he he, yeah i would argue it's not vague i would argue that it's clearly not that it's clearly not what it's clearly not him doing this as revenge um do you know what i mean like it's clear that it's clear that him yeah i don't think that's what they're going a form of revenge I, yeah, I definitely don't think that that's what they're going for. But I think that's I what think he was that, in, in, the, in the comic. Yeah, but the, like I think in the film what they're going for is that he is trying to free the people and then anything yep. other than that about he's just concerned with revenge yep. is just leftovers from the comic text that the Wachowskis were too dumb to filter out. Or at least to it's just co- left course over. correct. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I don't think that... And, and see, I disagree. I don't give any credit here to say that they're trying to say something. I think that the Wachowskis are maybe trying to say something, and it's just that um, the, the government are a bunch of fascists, and they're using a text that has more to say to adapt their own opinions into that, and they're, they're dumbing it down because they turn V into a superhero. I mean, like the Dark Knight is more morally ambiguous than this. That's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? It's like you're gonna, like like any credit that that can be given that it's, it's trying to say something more than what it is, is credit given to the original text. If, and that's 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 what pisses me off when people try to give credit to fucking the Watchmen movie, and, and I've read that, and that's a far superior Comic. piece of work. In in the movie, does nothing but uh, just dumb down the themes. 
I haven't read Watchmen or, or I didn't like the film either. So, you know, I don't know what that means. I won't like the comic or not. Yeah, um, no, the, the comic's really good that it gives me an idea of what Viva Vendetta, like the comic is like, because yep. I think that there are things left over in this film that are in the comic, but that the Wachowskis just, just didn't understand or they didn't want there to be any moral ambiguity. Yeah, I, there... I think I think it's hard to adapt that though, at least with um, Warner Brothers money. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You mean that they wouldn't want them? It, they wouldn't want them to make it morally ambiguous. Yeah, or well, that, that's the thing. Is like we need to decide whether or not, like, because I personally think they changed it to fit how they felt. That's how I would perceive it. Yeah, I think that they thought that V is cool and he's the good guy. In the same way that I think, who's that fucking loser who directed Watchmen? What's his name? Uh, Zack Snyder. Yeah, in the same way that I think Zack Snyder got the wrong idea of who's the good guy in Watchmen, they think, they read V for Vendetta and they think that V is the good guy and they've tried to make him into the good guy and anything that's morally ambiguous within it is just leftovers from the comic that they couldn't cut out. And so if you take any moral ambiguity from the film, it's by accident. Because it All feels the like moral the... ambiguity seems like a plot hole in the film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I felt like like the film was trying to hammer V home as like as a hero for me, but there were all these questionable things he's doing that have that are like either never brought up or they're addressed and then quickly push to the side and to just then declare him a hero and he's not a fucking hero he's a terrorist the bad guys are bad <laughs> obviously but he does he does awful things i i don't know i, I guess it's like looking at um yeah any of these vigil like and you know that they touch on similar subjects in a lot of comic book movies these days it's like is what we're doing wrong you know like batman the dark knight films does the exact same thing yeah it does it better and it's still not cool like i loved you know batman when i was younger and now i'm like batman's a douche batman's (laughs) a bit of a dick yeah you know um and 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 from, from what i understand V for Vendetta was meant to be about, no, it is not okay for this guy to be, to be doing that. And I they think I might to- say something about my morals because mm. when I watched the film, uh, again, so I watched this, then I did research. I didn't do research before I watched it simply because that can affect your perspective. And clearly you have more of an educated perspective on Alan more than me. So I decided to read after. So my unfiltered opinion of it was um, I saw him as a hero. I saw that that's how they were presenting him. Um, I saw him as a flawed hero and I saw him as someone who had um, an agenda, right? Mm. Not as a, like, just vengeance. Not, you know, that there was this. And after reading that he is meant to be, it's like it's like Heisenberg, you know, like, I don't know if you watched uh you watched Breaking Bad, yeah? Yeah. You know, at, at the beginning it's it's presented that he has a, a, a like a moral um mm. 
uh, agenda. Like he, he needs to make money for his family before he dies, right? And then you know as an audience member or you, you feel that that's not true. He's just saying that. And by the end of it, he reveals he did it for himself. Yep. It's kind of like that's, I'm assuming, what the comic was kind of going for. Uh, and after reading about the film, I realized that that's what it should be. So afterwards, I, I'm thinking more about it and I'm like, okay, I get why the creator was probably pissed off. But whilst watching the movie, um, I, I didn't have issues with these elements. I didn't have issues with him being a bit on the gray side. Mm. You know? See, I don't have any problems with a movie that has a clear villain and a clear good guy. And yep. the good guy, you know, mows the baddies down with a machine gun or whatever. I can, you know, I, I can ingest that shit. But I think if you're then going to make the bad guys so incredibly obviously bad and you're going to try to portray this guy as being good then you need to chill the fuck out with your political themes and your intellectualism because it's fucking pretentious because you cannot touch on these themes of um um you know the the, the working class and um what it means to be a fascist and what it means to be a good guy and morals and ethics and then never address that this guy is a murderer Never address, like, is what this guy is doing okay if he's doing it for good? Is he doing good? Is he only going to cause more damage? Like, the, they, they end up, the, the police end up killing a little girl towards the end of the film. And it's, like, V is deliberately causing chaos to cause an uprising against the government. And yeah. one of the things that really spurs people on is they end up killing this little girl because she's wearing one of the Guy Fawkes masks, the anonymous mask. Did and then and then the then the then the people rise up and they they kill this cop and then they're like, oh, the people are rising up, and that's meant to so be did like you find it, a good thing. Did you find it fucked that like when she died, the narration over the top was like all it needs is a spark, like it it literally like telegraphs that her dying yeah. was part of the plan yeah and it's never yeah and it's never addressed that v is responsible for that girl dying like even if the fascist government is wrong that still makes him wrong and still makes him responsible for that little girl's death see but, but no, see, i'm not saying okay, that so we he can shouldn't really have get into some really intense moral and ethic debate here yeah so if someone doesn't wear a you know a headscarf and, you know, she decides not to wear her headscarf and she is killed. Mm. Is it her fault for not wearing the headscarf or is it the oppressor's fault that no, she has but in to the wear same, the headscarf? But in the same way that I'm not saying it's the little girl's fault for wearing the Guy Fawkes mask and doing the graffiti. Okay, because so hypothetically someone doesn't wear a hijab, then the next person, and then she gets arrested, and then someone then is inspired to not wear a hijab and is killed. Mm. Is that then the fault of the person who didn't wear the hijab? No, like, because where, not where are these deliberately... lines here? Where, where do we, where do we look at it and go, is it well, the that's system the, that's the issue? That's, that's where the film would be interesting. If they brought up like, is this that guy's fault? And does, does he show any remorse? Like even a scene of 
uh, V watching the TV and the little girl died because a cop shot her because she's wearing the Guy Fawkes mask. And then he starts to internally question things. Or Evie sees that and she starts to internally question things like, is what we're doing right? Is this I'd find violence- that more pretentious. No, I would find that like in this film. Yeah, maybe. But I would find that at least more down the road of, of what they're, what they're trying to go for. Okay. I find, um, like trying to present themes of, you know, uh, political, political unrest, class first class, blah, blah, blah. And then not asking those moral questions and leaving it morally ambiguous and, and leaving the, and, and like letting the audience question those things. That to me is, is pretentious because they're right. not, they're not, they're not, they're not going all out with it. They're not really exploring these themes. They're trying, they're like appearing that way on the surface, but then like, look at this cool slow-mo knife shot. Isn't V yeah. badass? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's like, again, there's like that there's having a, there's having something to say. And then there's of course having the, you know, the, the, the bells and whistles to make it marketable. And, and, and unfortunately we live in a world where movies like this sometimes only could get made if they have, you know, the fucking blood, you know, or the fucking swords or the fucking superhero. Yeah. Or the Michael Bay action, the Michael Bay shit, you know, like my, my least favorite scene in the movie and the bit that I almost checked out in was the final fight. Hmm. Because that to me was jumping the shark in terms of what I was watching the film for. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I'm watching, you know, uh, an analogy for, you know, uh, an oppressive government and then it's people and there's, you know, a, like a, like a, a fucking symbol for it, you know, and he's trying to, if I watch this film with him as a two dimensional character, more of a symbol than a person, which I think they're kind of going for. Mm-hmm. They, 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 uh, they literally all the way through the film keep saying, I know nothing about you. I know nothing about you. You know, it's, it, it feels like he's meant to be a cipher. And that to me, I, I accepted that when I watched the film, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, like, again, like that end bit where it just became an action movie and it's about his revenge and he's, you know, John Hurt's getting shot and he's throwing knives and shit. That's the stuff I didn't like as much about the film, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, you, you know, we're talking about, like, their their um, agenda and the filmmaker's agenda and the Wachowski's agenda and all this shit. And how, you know, like, man, this is this is what pisses me off. Alan Moore said that it's meant to be about anarchy versus uh, fascism, right? Yep. He says it's about to be these opposing forces. And he's getting mad that left-wing filmmakers are making a movie about the left um, being upset about the right in power. And here's Alan Moore, a fucking anarchist, Mm. writing a comic book about an anarchist overthrowing the right-wing fascists. Yeah. It's the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. How so? Well, I think he's he specifically said it's neoliberals versus conservatism or something like that. Which is which is what the filmmakers are, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what, what their deal is. I think that they can, the Wachowskis obviously can, um, justify violence for good. Mm-hmm. And Alan Moore can't. And I think that's the difference. And I'm not saying that they, they shouldn't be able to make a film where you can have a protagonist who is violent for the means of good and that it won't work. I just think that there are leftover themes from the comic book about anti-violence that spilled over into the adaptation because I got that impression through throughout several scenes, but then they're quickly brushed aside as if they didn't happen. Have you read like okay, so have you extensively read about the comics and Alan Moore's opinion of the comics? Yeah. Does he specifically say that it's about to be it's about the it's meant to be negative, like anti-violence? Does he specifically say that the comic book is about that? Yeah, he specifically said that they debated a lot in the making of the comic book. Is it ever okay to use violence for good? And they came down on no, definitely no, it's not. And that was the the point of it in that V is ultimately a villain in the end. Okay. That's interesting. But Um, I don't think that you couldn't make an adaptation of this where V is, you know, just Batman, basically. But the reason I'm, I'm critical of that is because there are dregs of those themes still left over in the film that are then unaddressed or brushed to the side. Half committed to sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. And I think you either have to eliminate that shit completely in your adaptation or address it. You can't just have it still lingering there and then just ignore it. I guess I guess I must have it, either like th- there is a possibility that I could have been filling in the blanks with my personal perspective. Mm. And whereas we have different perspectives on the world, maybe that's how we came to different opinions on it. Um because like I don't know, I, again I don't find it as much of a big deal. Um yeah, I I don't know. I now that you're telling me that he has specifically said that it's about how violence shouldn't be used and how it's never acceptable, I can understand that perspective. But while watching the movie, I didn't have issues with that. See, I had because see, I've I seen had issues so with much that of it since I had issues with that before I knew that that's what his deal was because, um, just because of. V himself and the things that he says. Um, and so to see him, um, so gleefully taunting and killing these police officers or or the fingermen, um, but then claim that he's all about freedom of people. It's like, well, okay. But if you're going to have the perspective that this is a government that brainwashes people and lulls them into subservience or apathy, then aren't these people that you're killing uh, 
servants or slaves or, 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 or victims of this fascist government that you have a problem with in the first place. Now, for a comic book movie that's meant to be about a superhero, that might be too intellectually lofty to address. But the film is trying to be intellectually lofty. It throws out all these big themes and tries to be more than just that. But then it just doesn't address anything that it's either not smart enough or doesn't have enough time and time for or isn't just capable of addressing these things at all. So, and so they just like, they it, just like left there for us to just ignore. I don't I don't know how much in the comic books he refer he he blatantly references the fascist like fascism and the Nazi regime. It's very clear that John Hurt's character is pretty much Hitler, right? Yeah. And the fingers are the SS. Do you know much about the SS? Yeah. Yeah, so the SS were his secret police who he hired insanely racist, insanely like anyone you anywhere you read the SS were pretty much evil and they in they specifically hired people of a certain disposition mm-hmm. for those roles and the finger the fingers are meant to be the SS. Yep. So him like an SS member or a slash a fingers member getting killed by someone, you know, I think in most cases people aren't going to really cry sweet tears for an SS member getting killed. No, you know? I wouldn't. And I, and I wouldn't expect them to, but I would expect that from somebody who thinks so highly of themselves that they can take the fate of an entire nation into their hands sure that they would consider everyone and that they would have empathy for everyone and at least try to understand where they're coming from because otherwise you're considering these people who are still people as nothing more than monsters who are basically orcs from lord of the rings and they've they've been transformed beyond anything uh any redeeming quality and and uh and are now not human anymore they're just but the film presents them as that way they yeah they do present them as that way but then they also present loftier themes of moral ambiguity throughout but then they never address that of like why is it okay for v to just kill these people so because they're still because they're they're, still they're still just people and they're 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 low lives too like they're not they're not people who are like at the at the top rungs of parliament who are on some fucking power trip and think that everyone should live the way that they live like they're they're just like dumbass cops who are just you know servants of these people i think it can be argued that um even like fucking you know low low grade nazis were just people who were like dumbasses who who were just like convinced that they were doing the right thing they're not walking around thinking like oh i fucking love to be evil it's just either they're completely beyond redemption and they're not human anymore which address that or they're they're slaves and they're victims of the, the the totalitarian regime then address that address it in some way not just NPC bad guys for our hero to to kill in a cool slow-mo fight scene. Yeah, okay. I think I know where you're getting at. Um, so I think the, the, the pedestal... Okay, so what sort of movies I would you compare this to? What sort of what sort of films? What's what are some other films that 
you think this is trying to achieve the same status or importance of? Batman Begins or the, or the Dark Knight. Okay, so I'm pretty sure these came out the same year. Uh, this came out t- uh, 2006, 2007? I thought it was 2005, but I might be wrong. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah, so it's around the same time as uh, Batman Begins. It reminded me a yeah. lot of Batman Begins. Like, it was like an, it's like an in-between of Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Okay, so let's take that not as an example because that movie hadn't come out yet or mm-hmm. had just come out and clearly wasn't... Do you know what I mean? Like, they were getting made at the same time. Yeah. Um, what sort of pedestal would you compare this to? So, hypothetically, a lot of people compare The Joker to Taxi Driver. And it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've you've even said to me, in terms of superhero movies, the Joker is a better one. But on that scale, it's still crap. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. For that kind of movie, it's good. But in terms of cinema, it's not. So what do you compare this film to? Oh... Man, I don't know, because it's still kind of unique. You know what I mean? Um, maybe Because like, I, think we're, I think we need to understand how we're perceiving this film. Maybe like... Um, maybe like X-Men or something. One of those early X-Men films. Okay. That was, that was trying to um, present some more intellectual themes. But they still knew where to... You know, to just just hint at that a bit. That's a really good example. I, feel I like think this, I think this in terms of trying too hard. I think in terms of if you were to compare it to X Men, I could see how this isn't as good, and this doesn't really compare because well, I, I guess Brian Brian Singer also has a bit of an agenda with those movies. He does throw in a bit of his queer, you know, outsider sort of stuff with those films, which I think helps them. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So I guess in terms of that, I could see that they're, that it's not, you know, that great compared to, say, X-Men. But if you were to compare this to a lot of action movies or things that are mindless crap, yeah. can, do, can you give this any sort, any form of credit? Can you see that this may have been trying to do something, maybe not necessarily succeeding, but they were trying to do something with it? No, I don't see... Like, I, I, I think that... But that would be like me giving credit to, to Batman versus Superman just because Zack Snyder was trying to do something more with that. I would rather that they tried to do less. Right. Because then you just, you know... You're doing you're doing like a half-assed job of it, and then so it, you'd rather see the fucking uh, DCEU version of V for Vendetta than you would to see them fuck it up. This or is half the, try to do it. This is the DCEU version of V for Vendetta. You think so? Yeah, this okay. feels like a Zack Snyder film. Huh. I don't know because it has. As it has hints of intellectualism, so it's pretentious, um, but with like slow mo fight scenes, and and neat cinematography. I thought so. So with Zack Snyder, people give him credit for his cinematography. I think his cinematography is 
uh, all show, no go. Mm-hmm. Whereas, not including the action scenes. The action scenes felt straight out of the fucking Matrix in this, um, which makes sense because it's the second unit director of the fucking Matrix. But for me, the cinematography, I thought outside of those scenes was actually superb. Like, was a lot of the time it was saying things. Mm-hmm. And there were things that I was noticing that were enforcing the story. Like, I don't know if you noticed the split diopter shots, but um, there's a technique where you put a magnifying glass over half the lens. And what it does is it, it reveals something in the foreground and in deep focus, you see something in the background. It, they used that, sh- the, the, the director used that shot in this, but only with the detective. And there were moments where he was in, contemplation where it would be him in the foreground or him in the background and he would be looking at something and Mm -hmm. that is a key piece of information and like there were things like that that i thought really were like really thoughtful Mm -hmm. in terms of filmmaking whereas with Zack snyder you know people can say his films are pretty Mm. but in a very superficial way yeah i'll give you that in that they uh they weren't just they weren't just you know, filming the dialogue scenes in, in, in a boring way because they can't wait to get back to the action. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, okay, I got to give it some credit. I think that they cared a lot about what they were making, that the Wachowskis were passionate about that, their adaptation. The director was passionate about making this film and, um, had a, had a clear vision in mind. I think they executed what they were trying to make. Um, I don't like their take on it and I don't okay. like their finished product. Okay. But that's it. But I still so yeah, I, have I to think, give them credit I think for that's they... where we where we differ. Yeah. I think when in terms of philosophy and in terms of politics, I guess. Mm. Um we that's and, and it'll change for everyone. I show this to, you know, a young liberal. They'll, you know, they'll have a different perspective on it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I guess, I guess I can understand that. Um, yeah. But in terms of, in terms of technique, some, like I find the film, uh, yeah. The, 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 did you like the action scenes? Um... Yeah, they're okay. I think they just I think they just put me up because they are they're well shot and they're yeah. they're stylish. Yeah. The sound design is very nice. Yeah. Um, Did you start to imagine the prodigy is about to play? Yeah. You know, it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's shit like that where it's like, okay, it feels a little bit um it feels like like poor taste for Yeah the what like what they're trying to get at with with everything else and how they're so critical of the fascist government for their use of violence but then we're meant to enjoy these other violent scenes it's kind of like uh, michael bay trying to tell like a romance and then can't wait to like masturbate and have japanese planes attack pearl harbor like he just couldn't help himself yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that is a very good example. <laughs> I'm kind of putting my foot in my mouth with my argument there, but I don't know. Like, I, I personally, I okay. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, you know, the 
and, and I'm going to sound really gay here, I think, but the scene in which she's reading the letter, mm. um, I, I cried for the first time in a long time the other night watching this film. Right. So it, it, it elicited a very rare emotion from me. So I don't know, maybe, maybe because I'm, you know, that's a beautiful scene though. Yeah. And, um, you know, that stuff is great and I'm sure it's ripped straight from the comic. <laughs> it's something that they, you know, have the tact to, uh, but that should have been brought up. Like she has this, so she's in prison, the fake prison that V has set up for her. And then she has this, this beautiful communication with what's supposed to be a prisoner next to her. And this woman tells her a story of how she grew up, um, you know, uh, under like, um, fascist parents. Um, she fell in love with a woman, so they kicked her out, but then she had, um, like a very wonderful, beautiful life. And then you learn about her tragedy. And then at the end, she tells her that she doesn't know who she is and she'll never know her and she'll never kiss her, but she loves her more than anything in all her heart. It's beautiful. And it moves, um, the character of Evie greatly and gives her reason to live. She never brings up to V that he was writing those letters and completely manipulated her. The best we get is that she's a little shaken and she's like, Oh, you bloody bastard. And then it's all fine. Yeah. Well, then he reveals that he didn't write it and she, Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, he says, I didn't write it. And then he reveals to her the shrine, mm. you know? So I think it's a little more than just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, so I think we've it, gone it, I think pretty it, deep. Yeah. Go on. We've gone pretty deep with this. Okay. Um, should we, should we now read some reviews? Uh, sorry. I could just, uh, cause, cause you know, it's rare that we disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, I, it's, you know, it's kind of like get my knives out when, when we finally have to have a bit of an argument, but just, just to save whoever's listening this far into the podcast, the brain energy, should we, uh, should we move on now? All right. I'll read the good one first. I'm guessing this yep. is the good one. Yep. So Utterly Spectacular is the yep. bad one. Utterly Spectacular by Paxitron. <laughs> I was a fan of the V for Vendetta graphic novel and Alan Moore disinheriting the film was a bit discouraging, but he's always been a little crazy. The film version is everything I could have possibly hoped for. Gripping, chilling, intense, exciting, heartbreaking. It gets Moore's music, if not his exact words. Elements are slightly different, subplots removed, but the idea, as V himself would be so proud to say, remains the same. The plot is surprisingly complex and nuanced, and I don't want to give anything more away than the previews already have. Suffice it to say that a masked anarchist, voiced by Hugo Weaving, I think he was played by Hugo Weaving. That's Hugo Weaving like was just dressed like that. Yeah, so there, there, there is controversy because if they, they did shoot a couple of weeks with a different actor mm. and then replaced him with Hugo Weaving. So some of the shots are another actor mm. and Hugo Weaving's dubbing him, but most of it is Hugo Weaving. Um, he must save a young woman. During his attempt to expose corruption in the government, Weaving is perfectly cast, using his formidable physicality and imposing voice to give gravitas to the insanity of the character. 
Portman has gone from child to teen star and is finally emerging as a talented adult actress following her Oscar-nominated turn in Closer. Here, she gives her best performance to date as the orphan Evie. John Hurt is characteristically impressive as the enigmatic government leader and Stephen Ray gives a wonderful supporting turn as the police inspector charged with finding V before it's too late. This isn't... This is literally just... This is good. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Like, I thought someone who had read the comic may have something more to say about it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just like the pretty pictures. Yeah. <laughs> the Wachowski brothers' former protege, James McTugu. Uh, excuse me. It's the Wachowski sisters. Uh, well, this is 2006. So. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Shit. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, James McTugu. McTugu takes on the directing duties here and helms an enormously impressive first feature using every trick in the book in a manner reminiscent of his mentor's breakout hit, The Matrix. I have a feeling I, I have a feeling they directed it. I have a feeling this is one of those Spielberg directing oh, the Poltergeist yeah. sort of I, things. I fucking, I, until I watched it and then looked it up on Wikipedia, to this day, I thought the Wachowskis directed it. No, they just wrote it and yeah. produced it. Fucking and they up. picked their second unit director to direct it. Yeah. I There's part of me that feels they did. Yeah, they had so much Because I looked at the this. output of the director. This is his debut. Mm. And it doesn't get any better. It gets a lot worse. Every film he's made has gotten worse and worse since this. Well, that's the same deal with the, the Wachowskis. So I don't well, know. That, that's debatable. I like Cloud Atlas. So. Yeah. I like Cloud Atlas. More than and Speed Racer? Excuse me? Are you joking? You don't like Speed Racer? No, do you? I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm not watching anyway. that shit. Unlike The Matrix, McTugu allows the story to be more of a focus than the action. And as a result, the film... What does oh that mean? Oh my god, did he even see The Matrix? What are you talking about? Is he... Fucking asshole. Did he watch The Matrix and only got action out of it? Because the original Matrix has some shit to say. That's all story. Everything yeah. that happens in that is influenced by the, the story. Even the action after, scenes, you fucking dickhead. If he says the sequels, I won't disagree with him. Yeah. You watch the sequels I would the disagree with scenes. this. There's pointless action in this film. A fucking knife scene. Where he's yeah. just, just slow-mo throwing knives around the room. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and as a result, the film is a tensioned emotional thriller with outbursts of spectacularly filmed and choreographed action, showing more maturity and restraint than the Wachowskis. <laughs> McTugu doesn't show off, and, and his trickery isn't self-conscious. Okay. When slow motion... I disagree. I think that he's, he's very conscious of how good he shoots things. When slow motion overtakes a late action sequence, it seems as natural as breathing. And that's the bit that ruined, almost ruined the film for me. The late cinematographer Adrian Biddle, the film is dedicated to his memory, does an outstanding job. Oscar-nominated Dario Marianelli's score is a fantastic accompaniment to the piece, and the visual effects are astonishing, terrifying, and deeply moved. Yeah, I found the visual effects terrifying, especially in the climactic moments in Trafalgar Square. 
with solid acting, great action, and fantastic technical wizardry. Shut up! <laughs> it sounds just like another Matrix-style ripoff, but the biggest difference in V is that it is a story of real ideas. Not of... <laughs> yeah, the idea to blow up Parliament. Not a fantastic science fiction creation, but a genuine examination of the human condition. What? The power of fear <laughs> takes center stage here. The fear of war, of disease, of famine. Fear is a basic human nature <laughs> and has been exploited as a weapon, a method for control for centuries. And for those who would use it, a masked man waits in the shadows to carry out your sentence. The verdict? Vengeance. V Vendetta is a must-see. Yeah, you know what? This is another fucking problem I have with this film. Maybe this has something to do with it as well. Is that this is like when we were talking about Fight Club. Is oh. there people who just fucking love this film because they see like some hero that's going to save them? They I, idolize V and they idolize Tyler Durden. I on purpose avoided parallels between Fight Club because I noticed them. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I didn't want to go into that again, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we didn't get into it, but that's basically my fucking... That's, that sums it up. Everything I said about Fight Pseudo -intellectualism. Club... Pseudo-intellectualism. Yeah, everything I said about Fight Club and Tyler Durden, I think also applies to... My opinions of the, I mean, like, look what happened with Anonymous and shit. The, the, the difference that the, there's a key difference here and that is that Fight Club is a good film and this one is well, bad. Well, well, no, I, I like this film, but for it's, it's for entertainment, not as a, as cinema. Oh God, I sounded, I feel gross saying that <laughs> sentence, <laughs> but whereas, whereas, um, whereas people are taking something from Fight Club that isn't there. Yep. Audiences are taking something that isn't necessarily profound from this. Does that yeah. make sense? Like it's it, the, the, this film is offering those concepts and those thoughts for people to have. Yeah. Whereas Fight Club is making fun of it, mm. and people are taking it as serious. So th th there's a big difference. Yeah. But the results the same. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think I I I I I don't think Finch is oh god I'm not going in a fucking fight club again Jesus Christ but I don't think Finch's intention was to have film bros go oh yeah I agree oh man I'm just a fucking cog in the chain bro oh my god yeah, but you the know? Wachowskis probably think it's cool that yeah people so not I think I think that they're on masks. purpose I think that they're going for that yeah. With this, that's a difference here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is the difference. Yeah. The but result the is result. the same. It's got the same people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, we're just just one is so dangerously subversive that it accidentally did it, where this one is encouraging it. Uh, let's let's. How about we read the bad review? Yeah. This one. <laughs> this one is a one out of ten review. Yeah. Uh, some movies are arguably overrated, but this is just pathetic. By Cinecritic 2517. I hate his name. <laughs> if this had been a children's movie rated by children getting the 8.3 it got, I would have understood. 
but grown-up boys and girls surely have better things to do with their time than to overhype this celebration of averageness into the top 250 of this website. Really, it's that highly rated? Yep. Bloody hell. Um, yeah. Sorry, what do you mean? Who's ever, what, what is he called? A celebration of averageness? I don't think that anyone loves this movie because of how average it is. And not, oh, no, no, I think, I think, no, I think celebration what he's saying of is people are celebrating it for something, but he sees it as average. I think that's where he's coming from. Yeah, I mean, he, that still doesn't make any sense. Actually, no, me. he doesn't see it as average. He sees it as one out of 10. That's far lower than average. Yeah, but he sees that everyone else is celebrating the averageness. Yeah. The grown up boys and gays. Wait. Gals. Oh, oh gals. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wachowskis. Sorry. The grown-up boys and gals haven't rated a movie. They have rated subject matter as it would appear. I guess that's showing some concentration camp imagery, an evil Hitler-like character, a grumpy old man version of an Adolf anyway, and rehashing 1984 is enough these days to make something profound. Um... No. I mean, why else would a movie which has obvious pacing flaws, yep, a script so full of nonsensical alliteration that it would even make a Vogon gnaw off his own ears? What's a Vogon? I think Kurt Vonnegut. All right. Whatever. I don't know. Anything but a lavish plot, a pedestrian view on politics, and an agonizingly bad performance by one of its leads, Natalie Portman. God bless her soul and looks. Ew. <laughs> Couldn't act her way out of a high school drama, even if... She... Why would she act her way out of a high school drama? You fucking... You know what he means. <laughs> no, well, he's wrong. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> She's acting I thought he's been. Of... I thought he was agreeing with you. I thought you'd agree with everything yeah, but he was saying. Yeah, to act your way out of something... She couldn't, yeah, she couldn't it's act It's kind of an in, oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah, act her way out of a high school drama, even if she tried it without a fake foreign accent. Be regarded so highly... Oh, this, dude, too many parentheses. There's like fucking five in here. Uh, watching this ball fest, my eyelids cramped from fighting gravity. I won't get into all the complaints I have with this talky and plodding twaddle. <laughs> <laughs> it has all been pointed out by other reviewers in the hated it section. Then why'd you write the fucking review? These are just my two cents to warn anyone with an education about the incredibly inflated polling numbers for this cringeworthy exercise in filmmaking, scripting, casting, etc. That's all, all comes under filmmaking. It certainly yeah. isn't the worst movie ever made, but its average rating shouldn't be higher than a 5.5 and not a decimal more. Um, I feel like I feel like this isn't a one out of ten review. Yeah, I, feel I mean he just gives it out, he 5. just gives 5. it five point five at the end and writes one at the top. I, I think he's trying to review bomb it before that was yeah. a thing. He's just, uh, yeah, I think he's on purpose being a troll. He's trying one to one out of ten to get attention, and it got attention because this is the highest rated negative review. Yeah, he's trying to get the average down with his one out of ten, but he he gives it a five point five at the end. So he's like, I've got something somewhat intelligent to say, 
So what I'll do is I'll put that, but I'll also give it a one out of 10. So people, because I'm the kind of person that looks at 10 and ones. I mean, he I don't didn't. I know about you. Yeah. I, I mean, he didn't, he didn't say anything intelligent. This is one. Yeah, no, but like, no, but, but for someone who would get like, this isn't a one out of 10 film. You, you can't argue that. Right. That's he's, a, that's you think stupid. he's writing a one so that people will read the review. Yeah. I think he put one because he saw that it had like a nine average. So he wanted to get that down. He's, he's, yeah, he's trying to average the review out. Like he's trying to, you know, uh, provide a balance. He's, he's like mm. a fucking, um, he's the hero we, we need. Yeah, he's the, the real deserve. hero of Viva Vendetta. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I think, I, I think he's the one I've hated the most. Yeah. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. Chill out, dude. He's what's his name? Cinecritic two two thousand five hundred and seventeen. Yeah. Uh, Cinecritic. Cinecritic. <laughs> if Cinecritic uh, my, my name was on already IMDb taken. is Arshat five. Nice. You know, Arshat was already taken. Yeah, not Ars, but I had to get five. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fifth one. This, yeah, yeah. So, so like Cinecritic, like. And I love how he's 2517. Like, how many people have called themselves Cinecritic? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them all. Anyway, um, do you have any uh, <laughs> closing statements about V for Vendetta? No, I mean, um, it's not it's not terrible. And um, you might, you know, you might like it. I think it's, um, I think fans of Joker would like it. Yep. Because they like things that are, um, you know, that are just sort of like average movie trash uh, in, dis- in disguise as uh, something a little more. Okay. Uh, what's your fart rating? Uh, it's, it's a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. Um, so I don't like Joker. <laughs> And I like this. Film. I know that's why. I Just said so that you know, shit. I was I was really trying to hit you with that. <laughs> shit, I said, "Fuck you, Dane." Sorry. <laughs> no. Um. So I. Um. This movie made me cry. Uh. This movie was shot well. Um. Hugo Weaving's performance, I think, is amazing. Both his verbal, but specifically his pantomime, his use of body, I found. Um really good mm-hmm. um i knew what he was thinking and feeling from even the way he would present himself i think that takes a lot of skill um technically this film is great i oh, in terms of you know score the, the technical elements are really good specifically the cinematography in my opinion for these sort of films um I do, I do think it is a bit too dense. I think you're right there. I think it is trying to say too much and as a result doesn't say enough. Um, and it leaves themes a bit... What's the pretentious word? Jejun, a bit basic, a bit, you know, surface level. And I, and I can see, you know, why people might have an issue with that. But for a superhero film, I think it's doing a lot better than a lot of them do. So I have to give it some credit. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 farts. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. So hopefully we weren't too inappropriate and rude. Um, we'll talk to you later in the week where we cover the the series of unfortunate gentlemen. Sorry. Wait. What's it called? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Bye bye.
Bye. Bye.